0: Okay, so uh, thank you everybody for, uh, for coming, I appreciate it uh, very much, and what we're, we have a lot to, to cover tonight, so what we're going to try and do is, we're going to break it down into three different sections, and that way, uh, in the future, if somebody wants to go back and reference it, so they'll be able to, they won't have to listen to however long the shoe is going to end up being, so we'll be able to get away with either listening to part one, part two, or part three, And the three sections that we're going to do is, first of all, we're going to call is cleaning the house. That means everything except for the kitchen. Part two is going to be the kashering of the kitchen itself. And then part three is going to be the halachas which are going to be relevant for this year when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos. We'll just have a quick review. Uh, There's going to be an email which will go out either uh, tonight after this year or tomorrow which will have um, a, uh, a more thorough review perhaps of those halachas of that uh, of uh, whenever Pesach falls on Shabbos but now we'll just go over some of the things which we need to know just, uh, just very briefly Okay, but part one which we have is this is going to be the, the part which is cleaning the house for Pesach Now cleaning the house for Pesach is a source those who have been attending the show for the years uh, so they know that this is something which I uh, uh, emphasize year in and year out and that is that what we're trying to do is that Pesach cleaning is not spring cleaning. And the only goal we have for cleaning the house is to make sure that you don't have a kezayas of khametz, which is, uh, which is out and about. Now, the difficulty is, one of the challenges we have is that uh, uh, we don't have a good perception of what exactly is a kezayas. So we end up searching for crumbs. And if you end up searching for crumbs, you go through each room of your house searching for crumbs. So you're going to spend a lot of time. It's going to be a lot of wasted time. It's going to be a lot of energy. And by the time you get to the important things, which you actually need to do halakhically, so you will already be spent and out, uh, out of energy. So the first thing that I want to do is we're going to share a screen over here. And I will show you from this uh, a book, which is specifically about Keziahs some examples of what is a kezaias that we are searching for. So um, I'm hoping that this shows up on your screen. Um, Tammy, do you see that? If you could just nod to let me know that it's there. Okay, great. So here you have have a regular-sized pretzel, uh, a twisted pretzel, and you have a mini pretzel. And you see over here, if you can see where my mouse is, so the amount of large pretzels, the number of large pretzels which you need to have to be a kazai is four of these large ones, or twelve of the mini ones. And I'll explain to you the significance of that in a second. I just want to—I got to I gotta move you guys over. Right. Oh, there. We go. Now, uh, when it comes to Cheerios. So he says the kazai's is going to be a quarter cup of Cheerios, which is a nice amount of, uh, oh, there it is. which is a nice amount of, of Cheerios. And then another example is tam-tams, or regular-sized crackers. If you remember, we used to have those in shul back when we would have uh, a kiddish. So for that is going to be six crackers. So six tam-tams is equal to a kazai's, which is a lot. Um, tea biscuits, it's going to be three tea biscuits because they're a little bit thicker. And sandwich cookie is going to be two and a half sandwich cookies is the amount of a kezayas of sandwich cookies. Graham crackers, he says, it's one and a half crackers. So here, I I assume this picture is three quarters of one, so double the size. So that is what is going to be a kezayas. Now, what's the significance of that? So the significance of that is is that when you go through the, most of the rooms of your house, you're looking for a kazais? You're looking for that number of cookies, that number of crackers, that number of pretzels, something which is smaller than that, a smaller quantity or a smaller volume of that. And certainly when it's on the floor, in the carpet, under the bed, there's any sort of ich factor to it, spelled I-C-H. So if there's any sort of ich factor to that, so that is considered to be inconsequential as far as halacha is concerned. You don't have to worry. Halakhically, you don't have to worry about it. And you would spend your energy, your time, your energy elsewhere in more important uh, areas. So now, if you, uh, whatever room you happen to be, you happen to be in, uh, if you look around the floor area, just take a quick scan of the room, if there were two and a half sandwich cookies on the floor, you'd be able to see them pretty quickly. It wouldn't take you more than three seconds to go ahead and scan the floor of the room to be able to see that. And even if there's furniture there and you have to get on the floor quickly, you don't have to sweep out everything under the floor. You just need a flashlight to see, are there two and a half cookies on the floor under the couch or there are not? If you don't see that there are two and a half uh, cookies under the couch, so that means effectively for for Chamez purposes, for Pesach purposes, so under the couch is clean for Pesach. Because the the assumption is that even if you were to find a piece smaller than that on Pesach, since you're finding it off of the floor, as much as we complain on Pesach that we're starving and we have nothing to eat, I don't think anybody's going to be tempted. And Halakha doesn't assume that you're going to be tempted to grab that small piece of Oreo that you just found under the couch and go ahead and start munching on it. So the main thing that you're looking for throughout most of the house is a kezaias. If you see a kezayas, get rid of it. If you don't see a kezayas, so then it's fine, move on to the, to the next room. Now, as I tell you, that those of you who have rooms in the house where food just simply is not brought in there, that could be your bedroom, that could be your master ba- your master bathroom, it could be any sorts of rooms, it depends on the, the rules that you have in your house, but those rooms where chavetz is not brought also, they don't have to be cleaned for chametz. I say every year, spring cleaning, you could do in advance of shavuos, because you don't have anything to prepare for shavuos so much anyways. So spring cleaning is for shavuos, Pesach cleaning is for Pesach. So those rooms where you don't the chazal set the criteria for those rooms where you have to go ahead and you have to do your search, are those rooms where there's a concern that you are in the middle of the meal munching on a sandwich, And all of a sudden you realize you're out of wine, you're out of sugar, you're out of whatever the ingredient is. You go into that room with your sandwich to go ahead and grab a case of beer or a case of seltzer or something like that. And now since you need both hands to to pick up the the wine or the beer or the seltzer, you put down your sandwich and you forget that it's there. That means those rooms where that does not occur, it simply doesn't happen because it's your bedroom and the two of you are mature enough not to bring food into your bedroom like that. And it's certainly not going to get under your bed, under the dresser, inside of the drawer, in the back of your walk in closet or something like that. If chavits simply is not brought in there, there's no obligation to search. If you want to be mirror, you give it that quick three second scan to see if there's any chavits the size equal to two and a half sandwich cookies, two and a half Oreos. And if you don't see that in your three second scan, move on. And a lot of people end up spending a lot of time going through all of the drawers and they go through the, all the drawers in their, uh, in their master bathroom and they go through the entire walk-in closet and all these areas where, how you would not have to actually check. Now, those of you who are here who have little kids, so you know that all bets are off. Kids will go out of the way to hide things specifically in places where you don't anticipate that that is there, and therefore a little bit more of a uh, thorough cleaning is going to be necessary in that uh, in that case. But uh, even then, there may be uh, in, in the in the drawers in your bathroom, where you keep your toothpaste, and you keep soap and shampoo and hair stuff and uh, whatever things people uh, keep in those drawers. So those things, the likelihood that there's any hams there the size of the kazais is pretty nil. And therefore it's unnecessary to go ahead and check. And you could just uh, give a quick glance of the thing and it shouldn't take you more than 30 seconds per room or something like that. And that should take care of most of the house. So most of the house, those rooms where, where you don't bring in chametz, you don't have to check. Those rooms where you do bring in comments where comments is eaten, so you're going to want to go ahead and you're going to do a scan of the room, and you're going to make the judgment call. Do I see the equivalent of two and a half horos somewhere on the floor, somewhere on the countertop, somewhere, you know, is it likely that there's going to be such a thing in the couch? And if you don't see that, uh, if you don't see that with that, that quick glance, so you have the halachic right to assume that it's not there and whatever there is insignificant because you're not going to eat it anyways because it's ech. It. That takes care of hopefully most of the house. That even applies in the dining room, the dining room where you eat week in and week out, chalets, and food spills on the floor or whatever. Your dining room, those of you who are in your dining room, you could also, the advantage of the dining room is you have. Table and chairs, and you can look very quickly at the entire floor space and see whether something is there. And if you see it, you clean it up. If you don't see it, you move on. Okay, so that is, uh, uh, if there are questions, I'll take questions on this part. Otherwise, this is part one, which will cover, as I said, most of the house. Which, uh, which, uh, uh, which doesn't require much checking. A question which people commonly ask at this point is, what about all of the potential chamed stuff which is in the bathroom? So the chamed stuff which is in the bathroom, maybe the toothpaste you know, that you're thinking, or various uh, perfumes or aftershave or things of that, uh, of that sort. So those are things which are in bottles and you may get rid of those. But again, we're not afraid that it's spilled somewhere and that you may end up eating it on Pesach. That's just not happening. I've never heard of a case of something like that uh, happening. Once again, as starving as you are, you're not going to go searching. You're not going to go scrounging in your bathroom cabinets and drawers to see if you can find a little piece of pretzel or something like that. And therefore, it shouldn't be there anyways. And therefore, whatever uh, cosmetics and uh, toiletries you may have to put aside for Pesach. So you'll do that, but that doesn't mandate a thorough search, which is going to take you, or a thorough search for cleaning, which could take you way too much time and way too much energy. Okay, good. Okay, so that is part one. I'm going to stop the recording there.